Hey there, and welcome to the Shout Your Birth podcast. On this show, we get candid about all things birth, from the glorious, terrifying, exhilarating, to the traumatic, to the dramatic, all the TMI details that uh, you usually don't talk about with your girlfriends over social media. Um, We dig in and try to get the real story on what it's like to birth a human. On this podcast, we also talk to a variety of experts across multiple disciplines asking the question, how can we improve birth in the U.S.? Our mission is to create a space for connection, healing, and most of all, to help demystify birth. Welcome. It is such an honor to share this space with you. I'm your host, Moni O'Brien. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome. It's such an honor to be here. I have been working on this podcast for about three years now, and it's my honor to spend this time with you. I thought I would take this first episode to dive a little bit more into why you might be interested in listening to this podcast of the endless possibilities out there. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and why I started Shout Your Birth. Um, and what to expect. Um, so let's dive in. So my name is Moni. I am recording in my home office in Chandler, Arizona, and I hope that if you're here, you are looking for real raw birth stories, whatever that means for you. I, I feel that this podcast is not going to be necessarily for the faint at heart, if that makes sense. Um, you know, on my website, I even kind of outline a curious happening, um, with women in the way that we are conditioned to share our stories, which is, um, you know, what's socially acceptable on social media, for example, you know, we document every, Every moment of our pregnancy, we share our ultrasound photos. We are sharing um, baby shower photos. We're sharing photos of the size of our belly, comparing it to different fruits. Um, And all those kind of like details leading all the way up to the birth. And then all of a sudden baby's here. And never ever (laughs) would you talk about the oh my gosh, the raw, the animal-like, the like uh, the journey that you have gone through to birth that human. It's, um, it's just not something that's shared, you know? It's like um, TMI. It's, people are, are turned off by that. And I think there's something wrong with that. Um, so this is a space to listen to those real stories. You might be a second time mom who had a birth story and you're like, wow, Um, you have a birth story of your own and you're like, wow, what was that? Um, Maybe it was good. Maybe it was bad. But I'm hoping that here we're basically creating community. (laughs) We're leaning on each other and just connecting um, wise women's stories to heal, to grieve, to celebrate, to just come together in this space where we have all been resilient in whatever kind of birth we had. Um, 
And so, yeah, um, that's what this podcast is all about. Um, I intend to interview women from all different backgrounds who have experienced all different types of birth. Um, I want to do my best to honor um, different types of birth experiences, whether it's um, C-section or vaginal or um, at-home birth or in-hospital birthing center, um, to rainbow babies, to stillborn babies, and oh, just birthing people everywhere just hold you in my heart. Um, I I will always do everything I can to um, be mindful of people's trauma and to prepare you for any um, sort of triggers that could be um, that could trigger <laughs> um, any kind of negative emotions. And um, so, yeah. Um, something else to share about the podcast is I definitely intend to interview experts as well across the birth ex- uh, um, birth expert spectrum from midwives to doctors to specialists to researchers. Um, I really want to get us down. I, I really want us to be collectively asking the question, how can we do better in the U.S. when it comes to birth? Because we are not serving mothers the way that we should and could be here in the U.S. Um, or their babies. Um, and especially when it comes to black women, of course, right? <laughs> um, black and indigenous women are especially black women are at the biggest disadvantage right now when it comes to birth in America. And it is atrocious. Um, so I, I won't get too far down the rabbit hole here, but, um, just thought I would touch on that, that my intention here is to tell powerful stories, to get firsthand stories, um, every detail of them from as many women as I can, because I think collectively we'll all um, start to see some themes around what happens with birth in the US. So there's that. But on a second note, um, it's more than just trying to prove some kind of point here. I mean, overall, what I aim to do is create a collective of voices where women have direct information to all the details about birth. And it's only through education and exposure that we can be better prepared, um, better connected with one another. It's really what can get us through, um, I mean, so many problems in society, but uh, I, I think there's really power in that. There's power in telling birth stories. And um, I hope that we can create, a, I don't know, a bit of a movement um, where women are empowering other women and we all find communion around um, wisdom. So there's that. <sighs> okay, so a little bit about me. I am just like a mom. <laughs> no, I am um, uh, just to give you some background. I am no birth expert. Okay, I'm just like a lady who gave birth two times and really, really loved my birth experiences. I'm very lucky. And what a world-shattering, changing um, experience that 
both of the both of those birth, uh, births were. Um, but I am a business owner. I am a wife. I have two beautiful children. They are seven and two now, and I'm sure you'll hear about them on this podcast. And I'm recording from my home office, so. This isn't the most professional setup. Um, If you hear some noises, it might be my husband next door playing video games (laughs) or my text going off, apparently. Um, Yeah, this is a very DIY situation. Uh, So welcome. (laughs) I hope I I ask all the questions that you might ask your closest girlfriends when you are getting into uh, the nitty gritty of birth stories. So uh, there we are. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about um, my own birth story <laughs> as a starting point. Um, thought I would share a little bit about how um, where this all began. So, as I said, I have two children, and to give you um, a sense of where I was emotionally and mentally prior to giving birth the first time was um, I was. 29 turning 30 when I accidentally uh, found myself pregnant (laughs) and I prior to that um, absolutely was hell bent on not becoming a mother that was set in stone (laughs) like that was just something I was committed to Um, but then I changed my mind, I guess. I, I honestly can't even explain, um, explain the whys. I guess it's that, you know, I think when you're younger, you have, um, some of us have uh, traumatic upbringings, things that were definitely made me averse to the idea of caring for another human being. But I found myself at 29 in a really stable relationship, um, accidentally pregnant, and I for some reason, I don't know what compelled me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And not only am I going to do this, I am going to, I'm going to do this unmedicated and like do my best to push this baby out of my vagina because this is what I was born with and I'm going to use it. So I don't know. There was just something in me at the time. I was like, it was like getting my tattoo. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go really, I'm going to really go for broke. <laughs> like, um, so that was a little bonkers. I can't explain, but, um, I guess some of the most compelling things about like my whole pregnancy was that, well, being someone who was never interested in being mother, I literally knew nothing about pregnancy. I had plenty of friends who had given birth, but that was just, I was never interested in, in that kind of thing, like birth and, marriage. It just, it wasn't for me. Um, so everything came as a shock and I, I, there was so much that I didn't realize I didn't know. Um, and I found myself, um, really navigating the medical landscape when it comes to finding a doctor and hating the doctor. (laughs) And, um, I ended up turning over, uh, being turned over by three doctors um, to to no one's fault, really. My first doctor left the practice. I was um, three months pregnant and he was leaving. And so he passed me to another doctor who then um, ended up being in a wedding, which was very close to my due date. And so six weeks prior to me giving birth, I was assigned a brand new doctor who seemed like she was like fresh out of medical school. And I just thought, 
oh my gosh, like every time I left, asked a question, she had to leave the room. And I was like new to all the research myself. And so, so much of what I was like learning about birth was from like documentaries and then just telling, asking firsthand questions of my girlfriends and my coworkers and like literally anyone who would talk to me about their birth story. And actually so many women were so willing to tell me all the details about their birth in a way that like, I don't know. I was like, we can only sit, have these conversations in hushed tones. It's very interesting. And yet it was so enlightening for me. Um, that was so important to hear just the intimate details and nuances of um, their feelings and physical, like what's going on with their body. Did they have um, tears, you know, were they terrified? And, and just to hear about um, the different stages of labor. So uh, that was, that was my quest was really, I was watched a really excellent documentary called the business of being born, but I wanted firsthand like knowledge, uh, from people who had just recently been through, um, birth to, to kind of verify and see if the information that was presented in the documentary was, was in fact correct. So anyway, um, so that was my pregnancy. Um, in the 11th hour, after I got changed over to a third doctor, I was feeling so uncomfortable. And luckily I'd heard of, um, and this is just my experience and I, I will give you my caveat in a moment, but, um, I was lucky enough to hear about a method called the Bradley method. And my doctor had known that I had had this desire to have a natural birth unmedicated, um, which was again, a little out of the blue. Okay. Absolutely. No judgment. This is a judgment free zone. Like I said, but um, I ended up researching the Bradley method, found a class that was starting and uh, like was so lucky. <laughs> I, I found this like class across town. Um, I ended up hiring my instructor, um, my wonderful midwife, Abby, um, was the instructor of that group. And all the other women were in their first trimester <laughs> and I was like about to pop. Um, and in fact, after I gave birth, I went back and we shared our story. So it was wonderful. Um, so fast forward to the actual birth. Um, this is of uh, my daughter's birth. And yeah, it was it was really it was so amazing. Um, so um, with my daughter, I was a week overdue. And I uh, decided to go on a hike. I remember we were very eager to get the ball rolling. I was already out of work. Um, so my um, then boyfriend, now husband, and I, we went on a long, ha uh, long walk. Uh, it's a hike, actually, that's meant to be about 45 minutes. Ended up being about mm, two hours, I think, two and a half hours. Just the slowest walk up this hike. Um, and back and we had just started watching game of thrones <laughs> and it was about 11 p.m at night we were eating dinner super late cause that's what you do before being a parent and we were watching game of thrones and my water broke um and we lived in on the second floor of an apartment um we called my midwife and she told me to go back to sleep or to go to sleep and just conserve my energy as much as possible so that's one of the big um like shocks to, to giving birth, I think is, or just kind of like, um, actually having gone through birth and seeing all the cliches that you see on television and stuff. Like we didn't rush to the hospital. 
after my water broke um, and I labored through the night and all the way through the next day. So we labored mainly at home. Um, my sister flew in from Phoenix to Los Angeles where I lived at the time and labored all day, just all the different waves of pain and angst and resistance and um, a lot of mm, feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was amazing. I do remember at one point I kind of gave up mentally. I feel that, you know, for all of my intentions, um, I definitely was motivated about the idea of going to the hospital to get an epidural. I was like, all right, how can we move this along? It was just, it was so much. And I just, I labored a long time in the shower, I remember. And I just sat down and I was like, I give up. I'm going back to sleep. I don't care what happens to me. I'm just mentally checking out and leaving my body now. Um, and that was a really hard place to be. And even at that time, it's like, somehow I just like called on, the divine feminine <laughs> was like, please, all like birthing creatures that have ever lived before me, like, give me the strength to get through this. Um, and, and finally I progressed and we drove to the hospital, which was the most excruciating part. Um, just laboring in a car was just unbearable. Um, and I remember like slowly, like laboring while I was going from the parking lot to the hospital, just like crying out and just, you know, at that point you're so shameless. You like, don't care. I have no idea if people were around or what. And it was a slow walk up to the hospital building from the parking garage. And then once we were in the hospital, it, um, it was all kind of a blur. I remember they were like putting a lot of stuff on me and I kept taking it all off, like the heart monitor, um, and my husband was like advocating for me. And so was Abby, my midwife and my sister. And they were just really trying to um, keep me happy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, what was I think probably the most the biggest surprise for me with my first birth was that I thought that the pushing part was going to be the worst. And I think, in fact, my my anticipation of that pain was what was really holding my body back as I was feeling the waves of contractions. It was so, it was just, I was doing everything in my power to resist the contractions, like whole tensing up. And it was like very wasteful energy actually. And over eventually you succumb, you know, the best way is to just like kind of surrender and let your body do your thing. And you learn so much about yourself and the way that you deal with pain. Um, when you're in labor, it's really a spiritual journey. I can't describe it any other way. And what was so such a pleasant surprise for me was by the time I was ready to push, there was absolutely no pain. Like I realized in that moment <laughs> that for me, at least labor the labor was the labor, you know, like the actual delivery, like the pushing part, everything prior to that was preparing my body for the push. Like I just, <laughs> it was like mind boggling to me. Um, so I think I pushed for about maybe 20 minutes, um, however many contractions that is. And, and my daughter was born <laughs> and it was just, it was just amazing. It was amazing to, have survived. 
Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I still laugh about that as being sort of like this battle we overcame. Um, so I, I ended up being able to pull that off, um, unmedicated and, um, again, like hats off to women everywhere who've gone through every kind of birth. I, I just, I don't have any judgment. I hope that, um, my, my hope here on this podcast is to like dig into the details of women's stories from all different experiences, whether it's, um, in hospital or home birth, water birth, C-section to rainbow babies and stillborn. And, you know, whether you've experienced or, um, miscarriage, you know, like all of these things are so important. All these experiences are so important for us as women to collectively talk about and to know that we're not alone and to celebrate the wins and to mourn the losses and just to connect over the resilience that that is um, birthing people everywhere. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that that's my story. Um, I think my key takeaways from from birth was that I was. I guess the biggest life-changing, mind-bending epiphanies I had after giving birth was that birth is so powerful and women are so powerful and it sort of brought to light all the lies that you're sort of conditioned to believe about women and our place in society because wow like no wonder no wonder our stories are suppressed no wonder we are told to fear our bodies and loathe our bodies and keep these things secret because it's shameful to talk about vaginas like wow to me this type of storytelling is a radical act I think it's so important to talk about the terror, the triumph (laughs) of labor and delivery um, so that we can heal, so that we can celebrate and connect. So um, anyway, that is uh, my personal goal. And then on that higher level too, (laughs) uh, speaking of radical acts, I touched on this in the beginning, but I wanted to reemphasize that I feel there's so many things that need to change um, in society at large. But (laughs) I think there's so many things that need to change, particularly around the disparities in maternal health in America when it comes to BIPOC. Black women are affected the most by our atrocious motherhood mortality rates in the U.S. And I want to get to the bottom of it. You know, there's so many different articles and studies that have been done. And I think that this is this is a part of it. Telling our stories, getting firsthand um, information about what's going on. And I intend to interview not only women, but experts on this topic. So If those topics interest you, I hope that you will stick around. Um, If you are interested in sharing your story, I hope you go to my website, shoutyourbirth.com, 
where you can submit your story anytime. <laughs> um, and it's really built for video because we're women. <laughs> we prefer to, you know, speak um, through, uh, well, I guess the oral tradition really needs to come back. And and I did something I already that I um, am trying to be mindful of, which is I hope that this is an inclusive space. Um, I myself am biracial, I am LGBTQ, I'm an LGBTQ ally, and I hope to use um, pronouns that are inclusive beyond women and the word mother. Um, I hope that, I, you know, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> so I hope that this podcast appeals to birthing people everywhere, um, you know, birth experiences of all types, and um yeah i'm holding space for you thank you so much for joining me in my very first episode um until next time thanks so much Thank you so much for listening today. To keep up with Shout Your Birth, connect with us at shoutyourbirth.com where you can sign up for our newsletter and read even more birth stories. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Our username is at shoutyourbirth. And while we do not accept advertising, we do have a Patreon account where you can sign up for special episodes and other member perks. Find those details in the show notes below. And Finally, if you are a nonprofit organization or another social good brand that benefits women, um, birthing women, especially women of color, please do reach out. We are looking to feature uh, special organizations in the outro um, uh, for totally complimentary, <laughs> just to highlight and connect with organizations that are doing good in the world. So. As always, thank you so much. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me. My email is mani, spelled M-A-N-I, at shoutyourbirth.com. Thanks so much.